Okay, before we jump into another episode of RHOD&D, we wanted to take a quick moment to shout out our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash housewivesofdnd. We're an entirely independently run show, and we quite literally couldn't do it without your support, so thank you for joining our Patreon and helping us continue to make new episodes of RHOD&D. If you haven't checked it out yet, head on over to patreon.com slash housewivesofdnd for access to our player character sheets, DM notes and confessionals, video versions of our episodes, our full-length behind-the-scenes podcast released every other Monday on our off weeks, live events, merch drops, the chance to name an NPC, and so much more. Patreon.com slash Housewives of D&D. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to another episode of Here's What Happened, our behind-the-scenes podcast for the Real Housewives of Dungeons & Dragons. If you're hearing this episode on your main feed, it's because we are releasing this one to everybody. So far, our behind-the-scenes episodes have been subscriber-only, but to celebrate the launch of our Patreon today, we are making this episode available to all. Uh, Here's What Happened is a show where we chat about all of the ways that the DM set up our beautiful story and then we proceeded to uh, ruin it, as well as any of our other thoughts about the Real Housewives, Mm -hmm. D&D in general, literally Mm -hmm. anything else. We'll talk Mm -hmm. about all sorts Mm -hmm. of nonsense on this show, Mm -hmm. but we are so glad you're joining us. I am Riley Rose Critchlow. I play Cass on Real Housewives of Dungeons & Dragons. My name is Nicole Weiland and I play Anya Amovich. I'm Alex Reeves. I'm the sound designer and one of the producers on the show. I'm Valen Shore. I'm one of your DMs or drama masters, Ooh. as we love to say. Ooh. And I'm Allison Zada, your other DM or drama master, Ooh. as we do love to say. <laughs> so we will get to our behind the scenes discussion about episode six, The Forest of Everlasting Night. But first, I want to chat a little bit about the Patreon because it's super excited. Just launched today. We've got a ton of really awesome stuff there. So first and foremost, our behind the scenes episodes, which used mm. to be on Apple Plus, but are now available to non-Apple people as well. I honestly didn't even realize that was a thing that like you couldn't get Apple <laughs> Plus shit on an Android. Like that's simple. Right. The call, I, I have all the Apple products, but I 
acknowledge that it's a bullshit cult. Um, so we've got our behind the scenes episodes up there. We've got ad free episodes up there. We are offering video versions of our episodes. We've got some live events scheduled. We also have our very first stretch goal, which is once we hit 500 patrons, we are going to embark on our very first mini campaign, which we're super <gasps> excited about, called Tiny Creatures, so where tiny. we're all going to be playing <laughs> Tiny Creatures. <laughs> you can find out about all of this glorious stuff and more at patreon.com slash housewives of DND. Wow. Lovely. There's also going to be a Discord uh, server, but also in the style of a mansion RPG. So if you ever wanted to be a housewife. Discord mansion RPG. Wait, tell me more about this, honestly, because I know you legitimately have. Valen has explained this to Riley so many times, but as a non-Discord person, (laughs) Discord is like a chat place. Yeah, it's a chat place. It's a chat place. You can voice chat. You can play games together. You can even mm-hmm. play D&D inside of it at some point, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've got like functionality for new adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just love that. It's like uh, back in the AOL days. Like we'll be in some chat rooms. We'll start some threads. We'll do some light role playing. Ooh. Um, talk to me also about <laughs> the library because I feel like we've gotten some questions about player stats and things related to the show that like... We generally cut out um, some of that. We, well, we cut out people like maybe we should leave this in more often. We cut out people struggling to find things on their character sheets and doing math, which happens yeah. frequently. But the delightful part of this show is that we obviously we are new players, but we were given redacted character sheets. So we are figuring a lot of this out as we go. And we're also having things revealed to us as we play. So is the library somewhere where we can find some of this information? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Riley, because uh, <laughs> there is a library. You are right. That will act as kind of like our Reddit forum that anyone can post to. Uh, it will also house our episode discussions for each episode. We have a study oh. as well in the mansion. Oh. And in that study, yeah. you will find character sheets you will find a note from your DMs as well oh. as the mansion house floor plans. Basically, <gasps> anything right. informational is going to be in the study. Okay. I can't wait till okay. someone yeah. definitely gets murdered in one of these rooms because it's feeling like Clue, and I hope it just keeps going in that direction. Is there a conservatory? Yeah. There could be. One you of the can great make things, a request. Exactly. We oh. have a lot of areas that are under construction, and when mm. members want to open up a new area, they can put in a request. We'll call in the contractor. You know? Oh my god, I fun. am so fucking delighted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining this is all real and not virtual, so... I mean, it's as real as you want to make it. (laughs) It's all about commitment. So we've got our behind the scenes podcast. We've got our discord. We've got some ad free episodes up there. If you're sick of hearing whatever products they're selling on our show, we honestly have no idea. (laughs) There's also video versions of our episodes, literally full episodes with us where you can see our faces and we've recorded ourselves playing and you can watch us play, which is I feel like a thing we haven't honestly talked about that much. shot this show in full with full video and you can see us you know i mean it's just like behind the scenes of us in front of our microphones with our headphones on so to be fair it was like on our laptops and in front of green screen so it's yeah yeah but if you want to see our faces and if you want to see this silly (laughs) physical comedy bits that we try and then realize we'll never come Mm -hmm. across because we're making a (laughs) podcast Mm -hmm. yeah and the top of allison's head while she like writes things down a lot 
It's a lot yeah. of the top of yeah. my head. It's so sensual. Mm-hmm. You can see my big wide part. It's <laughs> very great. sensual. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and this is probably the thing I'm most excited about, honestly, is uh, we're doing some live events on Discord for <gasps> yes. our gold key members. Ooh. And our first live event is, I want to say Saturday, May 20th. Am I correct on that date? I Saturday, May believe 20th, so. 7 p.m. Yes, PST. that is correct. Yes. All right. Saturday, May 20th at 7 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to be watching the very first number one ever made first ever episode of Real Housewives. And Yee! Allison, our beloved dm has never seen an episode of real housewives so you can join us as allison for the very first Mm -hmm. time experiences the majesty and nightmares that is real housewives one of the creators of our show just to reiterate (laughs) i've been never seen how how long have i been trying to get you to watch this show how long has it been on the whole time (laughs) yeah I've been very resistant. Um, Wait, I want to know why. why. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm like a little snobby, I guess. Like, there's no good reason for it. Um, Valen (laughs) was much more into reality TV than I. Like, she introduced me to reality TV, honestly. I never watched it before. We became roommates. We started with, I guess, what, Top Model back in the day? I was like, you have got to see this. And Mm, she was like, "Um, I don't know. I'm going to read my books or whatever. No, I was so (laughs) pretentious. I'm going to read my books or whatever. You know what, Allison? I I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you to watch reality television. See? And I get that reference now, Nicole, because I watched like all of Top Model. And then it became Bachelor, which Valen had a group watching together. And literally, we were living together. They would be watching it in the living room. I would be sitting in the same room, but at the table on my computer. Oof. Yeah, doing work or reading my book and but but clearly there was like a social aspect going on and I began to feel like a real weirdo so I eventually joined in and the next season I joined the group pool because we had kind of a betting pool like the whole fantasy football bachelor thing that is now very popular but back then I feel like no one was doing it so Mm. missed opportunity there for Valentina to you know cash in but um but yeah and then she like stopped watching eventually and I still watch it I did stop watching what a reversal yeah. So yeah. you've been abandoned. So yeah, but then it's just it, you know it's hard to catch to keep up with all of the reality TV and like yeah, there's I way just too knew much. Very true. at this point. Yeah, once you get into one, it's like then it's and it's it's such a big franchise. There's so many cities and it's overwhelming. It feels overwhelming to start. So honestly, like this. I will mean, be... look, I understand. I I was in the exact same boat. I actually worked on a season of The Housewives and I hated it. I was like, absolutely not. I'm not. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Just hold on. I didn't know this. Did I know this? Twinings, Allison's choking on twinings. Wait, I thought I've, I've. Wait, we've talked about this. We for sure have. But, I, but yes, I was the whole thing. Not enough, Alex. You drop this factoid like once a year, and it's very yeah. easy yeah, t- to tell it. Miss. Maybe I wasn't there that year. I, I mean, it's not my my, my biggest point of pride, but. Yeah, it was one of my first jobs when I moved out to L.A. I mean, this is probably like 2009. It was the first season of of Real Housewives of New York. Um, It was before it was. So I worked on it before it was even New York. It was going to be a I think that was the first spinoff. Right. I think that was the it was Orange County. Yeah, and then I think New York was the second one because they had a feud between the two because New York says like we are the ones who put it on the map. Like New York Times talked about us changing the cultural zeitgeist. What does Vicky have to say about that? You'll get this later, Allie. I'm so excited for you. All right, Joey. I haven't seen Orange County, so I'm like a little in the same boat as Allie. Yay! But like, I'm so excited, you guys. But it wasn't called Real Houses in New York when I was working on it. It was called, um, you know, like Subway Bitches, New York. 
Kirk wives or something like that. And Ooh. and they decided like <laughs> mid season that they were like yeah, while we were brand. in post production they were like we're gonna make this a franchise and we're just gonna tack it on so we like read started doing stuff so it would be part of the Real Housewives. Oh wow, yeah. wild. So were they essentially doing a ripoff of Real Housewives and then Real Housewives acquired them or was it always the same team and they were just gonna try and like do a different thing and then they just decided to make it the same thing? Good question. I don't know. I mean, I think they sold it to Bravo. I, you know, it was done by a different production company. Yeah, so, in the beginning. Yeah, so they sold it to Bravo. And I think probably when Bravo was like, you know what? Let's just like, yeah, I mean, a lot of the shows that I worked on when I first moved out here were first seasons of now famous, very long running shows. And they, they didn't, you know, reality shows, they just shot a bunch of footage. They didn't yeah, know what the show was it. until it got into post-production. So we were right. making it up once we saw everything that we had. So, yeah, it wasn't too hard, I don't think, to to mold it into the legend that it is today what it has become but yeah so anyway i i I worked on a lot of like what i thought at the time was really crappy reality tv and so i was over it i wouldn't watch it any of it at home nicole nicole liked watching it a lot i was constantly rolling my eyes cut to i don't know two years ago when you guys were doing the show and nicole was like we need to watch a bunch of Real Housewives because we were shooting a show. Research. Uh, and I was like, I don't know. And she kept saying, you could sit down, you can watch this whenever you want. And I think you got through like the first two or three seasons. Four. Four seasons. Four seasons. And, and Alex like, would do, Alex which, would do which, like, are we talking oh, Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills. Yeah. yeah. Alex got sort of engaged when he saw the like Adrian like brandy situation developing, and he right. would like do the like I would pop in the and dad out. thing where he'd stand on the side and be like, "What the mm-hmm. fuck is she doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the big deal?" And I'd be like, "Take a seat." Yeah, she would Take give me a little a backstory, and I'd be like, "Oh, all right." So we like started over. I think we started at least that season over. We watched oh, it all wow. the way through, and I got through an entire season into the uh, you know the reunions, and I was like. I'm, I can't. Yeah. I can't leave this. I can't quit I'm you. I'm in now. And then it's you guys, for... you're gonna really like this because Sundays are like a special day for Alex and I. I try not to work. We try to like be home together in the morning. And he'd be like, "I'm gonna make some coffee and I'll make some croissants. Do you want to queue up Real Housewives?" And then we'd like sit on the couch together and <laughs> well, have breakfast. What a dream! Oh, what a dream. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, he was spearheading it. We caught all the way up. We, we caught all the way wow. up. Wow. Beverly Hills is great. Yeah. I I had never I love survivor survivor is like the reality show that i inject straight into my veins um Fallon probably remembers in high school uh at assemblies i would go up on stage and try to recruit people to survivor club oh, yeah. to wait watch what was survivor <laughs> just to watch it not to like reenact anything or no we're not larping survivor yet <laughs> too bad no it was just to watch survivor but we had to get special permission because it's a boarding school you had to be in your dorm at 8 45 but survivor ended at 9 p.m so if you were in survivor club you got permission to be out 15 minutes later to finish survivor <laughs> riley how many people joined survivor club there were probably like six or seven of us but i mean to be fair our solid class had like a hundred people in it so it was a yeah. small yeah. it was a small pretty, club in a pretty small good school. proportion um yeah not too bad seven percent of our class that was nice uh <laughs> that was my, my real like competition reality shows is my jam i'll watch top model top chef like i want to see people competing at something preferably people who are like good at something competing at Did something you ever watch mm-hmm. amazing race is another show i worked on for a little it's, bit it's shocking to me that i haven't gotten into amazing race yet i feel like it's mm. it's like it's primed to be next but yeah i had never i had like 
I was a little pretentious about it. I specifically had never watched any of the kind of what I called exploitative reality shows where it was like, we're going to put you on screen in a way that we ju- all we want to do is like watch you fail. We would like for you mm-hmm. to fail on television mm-hmm. today. And here we go. We want you all to like get in fights or like The Bachelor, whatever, like that stuff where it's like it, we just want to break hearts and have people cry. And like none of that ever really appealed to me. Until we started the show and I was like, I guess I'll do some research and like put it on the background or whatever. And same thing. It's too fucking late for me. Like yeah. it's over. I've done all of Beverly Hills. I've done half mm-hmm. of Salt Lake City. I've done half of Atlanta. I've, I'm in half of New York. I did a little bit of Miami. Couldn't get into it, but I'm sure it's great. Man. I do want to do New Jersey. I hear it's great. New Jersey's amazing. New Jersey is a classic. Yeah, um, been- but yeah, we're we're here today to talk about episode six. Woo! The Forest of Everlasting Night. The sexiest episode to date. Oh, it yeah. is probably the sec. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Depends how you feel about what happened between Kiki and Uncle, but I other than that. It may or may not have happened. That's right. Yes, allegedly. Allegedly. By I mean, can, can we feel good about that? I don't, I feel like. We don't know what happened. Mark at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Kosha just, as Kiki keeps saying, like, it wasn't on purpose. Right. I don't know how to feel about it. That's worrisome. And then we move on. So. Oh, man. So, yeah. Forest of Everlasting Night. We have just left Creekside with a bunch of essentially stolen horses in a cart. We swindled those right away. And we are now trekking into... We're not, are we, do we directly immediately plunge into darkness in the forest of everlasting light? No, we can see things first, right? Or is it like dark right away? No, it's, well, it, it's, it's night, but the trees themselves mm, emit a glow and there mm-hmm. are mushrooms that glow as well. It's actually, in my head at least, very beautiful. Like mm-hmm. Avatar like is Fern what i or Avatar, yeah. Yeah, yeah Fer- Fern Gully. Yeah. Which Avatar is just a straight rip off of Fern Gully. Yeah, 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 those like late 80s, early 90s children's cartoons mm-hmm. are a big source of inspiration for us in general. Yeah. yeah. So let me be the first to ask, are you OK? Because those cartoons no. were terrifying and fucked up, right? Are, are, are any, any of us okay? Okay? All dogs go to heaven? Are you kidding me? I know. I know. <laughs> no. Yeah. Nope. I think about that a lot, actually. Oh, God. Homeward Bound, even. That wasn't oh, a cartoon, but geez, I, I kept doing that to myself, like putting that movie on and just sobbing as a child. I don't know why. I mean, it's good for kids to have movies that can sob to if that's what you're into. I'm not like, yeah. I feel like we've talked about this before, but I'm like, if I'm sad, I'm not like a put on sad music and wallow in it person. I'm like, avoid anything sad until I don't feel sad anymore. Mm. But I think for the people that are a put on sad music and wallow in it person, maybe as a child, those movies were nice. Yeah, yeah I think as a kid, yeah. I liked that. And now I can't, which is where, honestly, where reality TV started being the more dominant form of media that I consume. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are, like as a, as an actor, there are many days when I'm like at the end of the day I'm like I cannot think about acting or see anyone act or I can't I can't. I mean, it's not like they're not acting on reality shows, but it's a different <laughs> it's a different mm-hmm. thing. It's not like something I could have auditioned for and didn't get. Mm, um, right. So, I mean, yeah. the idea of me auditioning for Real Housewives is actually hysterical. Ooh, I support yeah. it. <laughs> Rightly, how would you just brand going into yourself? myself as a, as a housewife being like, I'm your new housewife. I think this you should really put me on the show. It's going to be great. I've got so much to offer. Just send them the podcast. This, this is my audition. Would you go in as Cass? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I just want to jump straight to the vultures, honestly. I know there are many things that I can't speak about as far as vulture situations, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's your question? Yeah, vis-a-vis vultures. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. I have a little bit of a more specific question about the vultures. Oh, great, right. I want to go with that one first. <laughs> no, no, no. No, maybe we can answer both at the same time. Yeah, right. yeah. I would love to know at what point you decided to bring Chris, who is now Christian the vulture, into things. Because I know that we had, Christina has a moment in a different forest mm. with, um, or a different forest moment with Christian. Initially, before we get to Creekside, as we're like wandering through right before the wolf fight, she sees Christian the vulture eating the bo- some dead body and they they exchange a, a wink. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was, is this something at that point? Had you already decided that Christian the vulture was going to come no. into play? Or did you then decide to bring back the winky vulture? I remember you guys saying in the first behind the scenes episode that you weren't sure if anybody was going to even see a wink, right? Yeah, we it depended on how well the role went. And you had to get, I think, I forget if it was a 15 or above to like, experience the wink and anything below that would have been something different and it just so happened that whatever the whatever the cutoff was uh liz rolled high enough to get winked at um so and then she winked back and Which we something could have planned and that that's because it was such a electric moment between the two <laughs> the chemistry was we undeniable from yeah, the yeah. beginning it's true. it's true and then when Cass took the wolf puppy that was mm-hmm. um, meant for dr c right. in some ways <laughs> in a sneaky way um, we had to think of another possible companion solution. Animal friend so, for Dr. C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you did plan the wink, though. What was the thought? Was it just to be like, do something like mystical and, and slightly confusing? Or was there like motivation behind the original? There wink? was motivation behind the wink and it could only have happened to Dr. C. Mm. Oh, to con- just that she's like connecting with animals kind of a situation or connecting with that. Specifically with that creature. With that mm-hmm. vulture. Yeah. So if, if she had missed that vulture, if she had missed that role, that's it. No, Nobody else could have connected yeah. with a, with a no. vulture. Correct. We, yeah, there's a lot of times that we have stuff set up that's like a hook. And um, if if the, if someone, sometimes they're hooks that anyone could grab, but sometimes they're meant for like one person and we just never know what's going to happen. And if, if she hadn't grabbed onto that hook so well, it would have changed a lot for us. Um, who knows? Maybe we would have tried to bring it back around. Maybe not because the story moves and we just kind of have to follow it. Um, but yeah, that's part of the fun is creating these possibilities and then just seeing if See what happens, you know, we, yeah. we flow past them or we, we take them on. Or if somebody else ends up like going up to the vulture and we couldn't have planned that, you know, yeah. things like that. Going back to episode two a little bit then, you so you didn't plan what ends up happening. But what did you have planned for that vulture? <laughs> In episode two? Yeah. Nothing. Beyond what happened? Nothing. Oh, it was just something that like Christina might experience a wink and a vulture storyline. Yes. Might experience. Yeah. Might experience a wink a from a vulture. A connect. But but we didn't. We had no thoughts beyond that. Yeah. We Got left it. it o- so it was we, just to sort of like establish a tone and that, you know, creatures can wink at people and there could be connections vulture, with animals. It sounds like versus- vultures specifically. Um, well, right. It was like. It was specifically for Dr. Christina and the way that she was experiencing Mm. this world. Yeah. And we we hadn't decided exactly what would end up happening with it because we just had no idea how the rest of the season would play out. But we left it open ended that something could happen with it. And we trusted that we'd, you know, figure out what it was when we got there. As a listener, you don't really think much of it either. I mean, it's kind of it was a funny moment because Christina winks back. But like. (laughs) It's just it does feel like it's sort of, you know, dressing for the, the, for the we world. We love seeding things in in the most subtle way where you're not paying attention to it. And we mm-hmm. love watering those plants the most. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. 
a lot of times in those narrative blocks, like some of it is just setting, but the majority of it like is stuff that you could probe more closely and it will like lead to something or, you know, open up some storyline. Um, and sometimes those get, you know, followed up on and sometimes they don't. And all of that is completely fine because we just want it to be whatever is interesting to the players that they can follow up on or not. So at what point did you then develop what became Christian the Vulture's uh, role in episode six? Well, we knew once you got into the forest that there was an opportunity there for Christian to return. Um, and so, yeah, I guess it was probably when we were like thinking about this episode that we we wanted to bring him back around. Um, we didn't know, you know, how Dr. C would respond. We didn't know that everyone was going to try to like attack him. It was super fun. Did you have that in your back pocket? Because I, I mean, listening to it and editing yeah. it, there's definitely a moment where we're dicking around in the woods for probably in reality over <laughs> an hour. Uh, yeah. And eventually one of you, I think it's Valen, is like, OK. And then all of a sudden a fucking vulture comes and swoops <laughs> down and picks up Dr. Christine. <laughs> like you just like make something happen. Yeah. Was yeah. that something that in the moment you were like, I'm just going to I'm going to make a game time decision and like bring the vulture in? Or you were like, at some point in this episode, the vulture is going to come pick up Dr. Christina. Oh, we knew he was coming in. It was just a matter of like we wanted to wait for things to kind of lull a little bit and then we would trigger the next segment. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Sometimes you got to nice. give it an hour for a lull. Sometimes, you know. <laughs> so um, how how which character or player did you think absolutely was going to try and climb the tree because you had that climbing mechanic very ready? <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. It was so exciting. Yeah. Did you know it was going to be Kiki? We didn't know who it was going to be yet. We had had a thing where Dr. Christina could have rolled a dexterity saving throw to avoid the vulture, but I don't think we had anything about people maybe attacking them because in our heads it would happen so quickly. You know, it was like a swoop down and pick up. And yeah, the tree was there as like a way to be able to experience what Dr. Christina was experiencing, but also a way for Dr. Christina to keep that to herself. Mm. Yeah. So like if, if Kosha had rolled better, she could have made it up to the nest. <laughs> but instead she broke that her leg. And then just be trapped in the nest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows what Christian would have done? Who knows? Um, yeah. I definitely remember before before the vulture swooped in as a player... We were like in the woods, going through the woods, and we got to like some spot, and you guys were like, okay, this is now your camping scene. <laughs> and I yeah. still have a visceral, visceral memory of like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what are we supposed to do with that information? <laughs> camping. You know, camping. And like, I, I felt like this was like a classic thing that you were like, you were like, now this is the thing where you all know what to do. And everyone was like, mm-hmm. And Riley was like, what? I think it was long rest related. Yeah. We like were trying to get you guys to sleep a lot or like just mm, yeah. have a In rest. General, still, that's something we're doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're not great at it. Um, no. I think it's because we, we secretly think that like gameplay will have to stop for eight to Four or eight hours, but we know we <laughs> it, could just it, say no. it and then it, <laughs> yeah. it happens. What, what is the purpose of, of resting and sleeping? You get your spells back. And oh. your HP. And you get your, your HP back. Your HP. You heal and, and for like a lot resets of, your stats. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if you have something that has certain charges, like the Ring of Animal Influence, um, you get to roll to see how many of those charges you get back every dawn, basically. So maybe you don't have to rest for that to happen. But anyway. If you had to estimate, how many times do you think we sleep in season one? <laughs> Twice? Well... At tavern, at uncles, at uncles, mm-hmm. it, forest in the of forest, forest. Mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. at night on mm-hmm. spoilers. Yeah, oh spoilers. Yeah, oops. 
I'd say maybe like five five times, maybe. Five times. It's like five or six days. Which is a perfect... So we sleep like once every three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And we we keep it, you know, if if you don't go to sleep, then that was just a really long day. Like we were pretty... We tried to keep it consistent with... But yeah, in, in this episode, we were really trying to bring some of the more standard like D&D player rules back into things, um, mm-hmm. which is so like getting you guys to try to long rest, for example, um, reminding people that if you like equipping weapons, like you can use something if you have it out. Like when I asked uh, Kosha if Kiki has her <laughs> bow out and on her. And she said, yes, so therefore, okay. But like, if she was like, no, it's in my bag, then we would have been like, oh, you don't have time to get it out because you don't have time to equip it in Mm -hmm. this instance. Um, And we wanted it to be kind of a learning episode for like things like more combat and, you know, like fighting with spells and all that kind of thing. Um, And also clarifying like player knowledge versus character knowledge. And we we had a lot of notes about going into this episode. We want to like really start to make sure that everyone feels very comfortable with the actual like D&D of it all. Because we're at that Mm -hmm. point, we felt like everyone was ready for it. And then it was a learning curve for me because I did not know at this time that speak with animals was a thing that the DMs had to participate in. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We also just broke the rules for speak with animals so hard in this episode and I spoke to every single animal that I saw. So I made you do that a lot. (laughs) No, but it was I I just remember for some reason we were so prepared for this episode, but like I had read the instructions for speak with animals so differently. and had expected cast to be like responding as Clarissa for Which some reason. Like ultimately it doesn't make sense, yeah. but we didn't realize that oh. for some reason. No, I remember you asking that. Cause you were like, I was like, I want to ask this to Clarissa and you were like, okay, what does she say? And I was like, Oh, I get to decide. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like that meme with like all the math. And I was like, I'm the DM now. I get to decide what anyone says to me. I get Don't to decide all the information. And like, so much power. I was like, this can't be right. I'm too powerful. <laughs> and you were right. Um, and I like, I was so, it was, it was like, oh no. And I'm, I've been thinking since that day, like, why did it freak me out so much? And I remember that the very first time I had to do any improvisation when I was 14 in like a more high stakes situation of auditioning Ooh. for a school play. Ooh, so high stakes. <laughs> I was like, what is Go this high stakes improv situation? Okay, yes. <laughs> and the teacher, this asshole, had us all line up on the front of the stage and he would just like down the line, like give us a, a situation to improvise that he was just thinking from oh the top of God. his head. Not for 14 year olds. You're already so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm a freshman. I'm like with a bunch of older kids and it's the very first time and he gets to me and he's like, Mitzkat, Mitzkat, my last name by the DMV standards. <laughs> and he's like, you're a cat in the middle of a room full of dogs. Don't and give so, a like, 14-year-old animal improv. Are you kidding? What do you do? Yeah. Sounds like sounds like your teacher had a brilliant mind. You know, you truly. <laughs> you know what, yeah, amazingly <laughs> profound. I think it's time for a do-over. Mitz cat. No, don't make Mitz me do cat. that again. Don't put it on the spot. Are you kidding? Trauma, trauma, trauma. Jesus. Can, can you just explain what you did, though? Yeah, what did you do? Oh, God. So as the life was draining from my face, <laughs> no. I slowly got down onto the ground of the stage. Oh, you really did it. I didn't know what else to do. There was not panicking. a lot of choices. Yeah. And I said, and I started to do this. Yeah, you know, yeah. 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 no yeah. one was laughing. It was like very, yeah, I was doing the, the Helen and cat style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The cat. She's like, yeah, and, rubbing her hand on her face. <laughs> and it was just like two, like not toothpicks, pin drops or whatever. And then so I said, 
yeah, I'm a cat in a room full of dogs. <laughs> and that was it. And so what part did you That's get? on him, honestly. You nailed like, it. That is on him. You I didn't it. get in anything. No, no that, that, that was his It fault. was over that for me. That is classic improv rules, though. It's, uh, it's, it's yes and, and then just say what you are yeah. and the situation yeah. you're in, in the scene. Please the question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. So anyway, yes, being an animal, not my... Uh, not in my wheelhouse. That does explain a lot. I mean, I think you've done a great job at I it. I think you've personally. done a great job. You're a, particularly, I thought you were an excellent horse. <laughs> I felt I felt good about being the horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting because a lot of times there'll be animals that, that the players encounter that y- you guys will do the voices for. Sometimes they don't speak, right? Or they're not, not like yeah. specifically um, like reacting to what a character is saying. So I'll I'll do sound design for that, and I'll kind of if it's a horse, he's, he's neighing, and if it's mm-hmm. you know a bird, you hear a call here and there. But occasionally I'll I'll be putting that in, and then I'll hear you guys you know later down the line, then do a word or two coming from them, and I'll be like, oh, that's not at all what it sound like what I made it sound like, and I'm trying to like. <laughs> figure out wh- how, where the balance of like making the sound effect sound close to your voices doing the impression of what that animal is. Mm. I don't I haven't quite hit it yet, but I'm working on it. I think I think you're doing great. I mean, it's, it's yeah, what, I haven't noticed any discrepancies. And it's, it's what Cass is hearing, too. So mm-hmm. the fact that it sounds mm-hmm. different than what everyone else yeah. is hearing is totally fine. Good point. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we learned at some point, I can't remember if it was, it couldn't have been this episode because it was just panic time for me. <laughs> but I think in between six and seven, when I was researching this of like how mm-hmm. to deal with these situations, you can put a lot of their dialogue in like a third person, second person kind of a way. You don't have to put everything in the first person dialogue that like a horse you know you can like explain what the horse says to you versus saying the thing right like the horse tells you that down the path exactly like whoa down the path yeah (laughs) yes and then then if you do hear something say it but i think it helps to take the pressure off of having to be there Mm. especially when you're getting to know this npc that you never thought you would play anyway yeah so I think you two do a good job, too, though, of, of finding just the right moments to, you know, throw a line out from from one of the characters, like one of the animals that people are reacting to. Like every once in a while, just be like a little like, OK, I'll be over here or I'll yeah. meet you over there. Yeah, yep. sounds hey. inspired. <laughs> um, speaking of partnerships that are working very well, I think that Alex and Balan's sound design and music during the Christian and Doctor oh. C, oh man, like was so magical. Excellent. The wink sound uh, and the flying uh, the music. Wing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it works together so the well. The flaps. It's yeah. I, I didn't hear the music good. until after I, I was doing Christian's oh. sound effects, and when I heard the music, I was like, "This is." So good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so magical so moment beautiful. between these two in an eighties love story. Power ballad. Yeah, yes. just being swept yes. off her feet. So epic. I'm so glad. I remember I sending you guys that that little demo of that moment into the the text chain because again I was very high and I just didn't know how high I was. <laughs> I was like, is this <laughs> is this something? Yes, yes, it's excellent. Yes, it is. Keep Should I going. keep going? Yes. yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's very uh, correct. I love like establishing some of these little themes too, like Kiki's seduction music and mm-hmm. Christian and and Doctor C's like love love interest music and all of that. It's really it's fun because when you hear it and it's right, you're like, oh yeah, oh this yeah. is working. Then, yeah, yeah. It's it's very satisfying for me. Brings the whole world together. Yeah, it was really magical. I can't wait to talk about episode seven sound design. By the way, Alex. Oh yeah, but we yeah, can't do it now. One. No, not yet. <laughs> I'll have to tune in later. <laughs> um. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So so we're in the forest. Christina goes up to the nest. She gets some info. We get some info from Christian. She gets some info. She can talk. She to gets Christian. a gift. She gets a gift. She gets. She a, does get a, a gift. green gemstone. And mm-hmm. then Christian tells her that CC's to the east. Isn't that right? She can just talk to Christian whenever. Yeah, she can. He, she can. They can. You know, they have an understanding mm. between each other. He so they hopped, can't like he hopped to the side of the nest and he with his head and, and he gestured. like gestured. So they don't speak to each other. No, no. He just oh. he gestured toward towards the east towards when she east. told you over the ring ring phone right yeah like he understands what she wants and she understands what he means so it just Beautiful. works really well wow yeah. <laughs> that's really magical and then she's his big spoon through the mm-hmm. night yeah <laughs> so we do finally get our long rest in huzzah yeah, we do. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I asked Kiki to go get some twigs, and she's like, "All right, fine, I'll get your twigs." <laughs> it's- yeah, but then later she is very happy with you because you were her doctor Anya. Yeah, it's doctor Anya. So this is the birth of Doctor Anya, which becomes uh, a whole thing. <laughs> she yeah. does. So you, were you Nicole in the moment, like annoyed by that, or because I Anya pretty much tries to backpedal immediately and throughout. Um, was was this like a Nicole trying to not have that be a part of your storyline thing? Or was this like a... No, not at all. I think literally like as Nicole, the player, I saw Liz Ho's face. <laughs> I think so. I think I saw her like give me big eyes and like open mouth like, oh, yeah. that's how it's going to be. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to carry over. So you're reading that as Liz, though, but and not Dr. C. Um, Yeah, I guess. Right? Well, is I that guess... what I'm understanding? You know, it's it's so hard to tell when we're in it and when we're when we're reacting as like Anya or Dr. C. But I saw that and knew it was going to be brought into the game. And I was like, oh, no, it's just a it's just a potion. Don't worry about it. Like, Dr. C is the real doctor. Like, can you tell me about the bones? I'm like, just immediately backpedaling because I think like Liz as Dr. C jumps in right away and is like, OK, fine. 
great because she's like digging in her bag for alcohol that I've already used to make the potions and like yeah. I've essentially raided her medical bag yeah to put her out of business which is yeah. dark <laughs> anyway but you're you're also isn't Anya like a healer kind of like this like herbalism thing yeah. like it's not More like, like her a first foray into medicine adjacent yes yeah she definitely would be like a, a homeopath or a naturalist she's definitely going to be like you must avoid like nightshades like that's like <laughs> that kind of vibe you know she also uh is professionally terrifying and does sound baths so which yeah. i do state either late late later is it later or is it before i think you you told it to create mm, in three oh, i, I yeah, want to say that's, that's, that's the good stuff we were but yeah so thrilled when that moment happened because like <laughs> yeah i don't think we could have ever hoped for a better like dynamic to have begun i can't remember allison if we had talked about before because it feels so natural now but i feel like we had conversations about how anya was the more natural healer in this world mm, yeah in comparison to dr christina yeah but like to have it come out so naturally between you two in character with a conflict like that yeah which felt so housewives yeah. And because Kiki takes latches onto things like that and just runs with them, which is yeah. like per the perfect catalyst. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we were very happy with that. Yeah. And then Riley is Cass, you're jumping on like, I don't think she went to medical school. I think only yeah. one person well, yeah. is a doctor. Yes. Obviously. So it's uh, so come wonderful. For my girl, Christina, come on. Yeah, it's uh, mm -hmm. devastating. But you know what's funny? Uh, Anya doesn't have a healing spell. She doesn't have like lay on hands or any of those like well-known like D and D style mm -hmm. healing spells. So I'm always just like, I actually just keep finding and or making potions. So like, yeah. I actually am not helpful at all. I can like set my hair on fire and like, maybe at some point the ancestors will answer a goddamn call because you know what? Maybe not. I think I've only rolled fours or fives for Arcana. You do always roll like, very low yeah. for Arcana. It's a delight. It is very so upsetting. Because I expected that to be a major part of your character. And then like starting in episode one, it's like failure after failure. Three failures. Hysterical. It is maddening to the point where like Anya like drops a lot of like as Nicole, I'm just like, well, this isn't working. You have a minus one in Arcana. Like, are you going to keep trying to do this? But I know I like I have to, because it's who Anya yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Anya doesn't necessarily know she has a minus one in Arcana. Maybe she Anya should. thinks she has a plus seven. If Maybe someday something glorious will happen. Oh, Maybe someday. Maybe. This is a hint that Allison's laying out there that I don't mm -hmm. understand. <laughs> there are so many of those. <laughs> I know. I feel so stupid all the time. Uh <laughs> so we wake up in the morning. Uh, Kiki's broken leg has been healed by Dr. Anya. Kiki we thinks that she's been up all night. And has yeah. eaten all did the jerky. Did you just make who made that decision for her? Was that the DMs or was that yeah, that was the DMs. No, that, was, that was the DMs. Yeah. It was Allison, I remember. Because Kiki was like, like whatever, she's like, Yeah, I ate all the beef jerky. And we're like, have you been up all night? And you I remember you were like, Kiki thinks she's been up all yeah. night, but in fact yeah. she had a fucking long rest. So here's yeah. the situation. Yeah. It was a little bit aggressive, and I do I regret it slightly. No, don't. I think it was, it was, it was, it was no. Yeah, but it was just like I don't know, it felt a little, you know, it's a little 
little bit more um, hands-on than I usually like. I to like it. the first time. No, I, I think like he really gets or Kosha, I guess, gets kind of reined in. Yeah. From w- whatever she decides to Doing do. Whatever pops into her head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we also had the whole thing with the horses potentially. And I, the funny thing is that I didn't hear Liz say that she tied mm. them up. And honestly, every time I listen to the episode, I still miss it. And I know it's there, <laughs> but I, for some reason, I, I don't know if like there's something about whatever it. range she's in. Well, I she just like she doesn't you know? describe it. She just says like Kiki got your horse, got your horse, babe. And she's like, you have Brock. And she's like, yep, I got Brock. And like, you know, it's it's like part of a, a, a different moment kind of. But yeah. So anyway, I missed it. And like I tried to set those horses free, but then realized quickly that only, only Anya's horses. It's <laughs> one horse of my favorite ever. moments now. <laughs> Her one horse. Like, uh, all of Anya's horse. But then Dr. Christine is flying on, on Christian. Yeah. So it all works out. Yeah. All right. So yeah. we are we have gotten our long rest. We've gotten our spell slots restored. We are going to continue on our way through the forest. We hit a... Fork in the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, now I know where we are. And we're we're just like, wow, talk about a group of people who can't make a decision. Um, I think it's also because, to be fair, we do try a lot of things and get no information. Yep. I, I remember that happening. Well, we're like, it was supposed to be a choice. Yeah, we didn't want to tell you what to do. Yeah, so that is not um, super helpful in this particular group, it seems. Because <laughs> if we don't have some indication of what might oh, be the we better learned. choice. We learned yeah. through that forever. We learned through that. <laughs> Kiki, Kiki wanted to go to the left, to the left. She though. did. Kiki did want to go to yeah. the left, to the left. Yeah. That ends up being, I mean, there's... There, there, that wasn't good enough. Like we, we just stand there regardless until Valen's like, "All right, you hear a scream coming down <laughs> this path," and we're like, "So, like, yeah. what was down the right path?" <laughs> well, yeah, you would have. There's another destination that comes up in episode seven, and you would have gone there first. Got it. Interesting. Interesting. So, I hear you. But down the left. So down the left path is Sasha. Yeah. Would Sasha have been down the right path because she was waiting there? <laughs> So <laughs> you would have, you have discovered the clue at the next location and then likely have heard a scream. scream. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Misha, who is one of my favorite people mm-hmm. in the world, plays the fantastic Sasha Sinclair and has probably the most D&D experience of the group, yes. which mm-hmm. you can tell yeah. when you're listening to it because <laughs> yes. as yeah. soon as we start doing anything, she's like, that's an interesting choice that you're going to do that right now. Like she yes. just has yes. zero chill about our complete inept. Because it's also one of our, we've like, we fought the wolves, but this is probably our first like big yeah. real D battle. battle. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we are like, yeah, blindly sort of like f- figuring our way through literally <laughs> invisible. Um, and I just love Misha watching this all happen and being like, Oh, okay. so good. well, <laughs> I'm so glad that that dust doesn't actually last for two days and four minutes. <laughs> what an excellent. There have been so many episodes that of Invisibility. So funny. So that is so funny. funny that she just so confidently assumed that's what it had yeah, to have been. Like, and it's such a stress. Like if I had seen that on a piece of paper, I don't. I, I at least would have asked what that meant. I don't like, know. So I feel like I have also been in this scenario. Maybe it's when I've been playing Pathfinder where like, yeah, you have a character sheet and it's got all this like it's like pages long. It's got all this fucking shit on it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I understand 60 mm-hmm. percent of this. And then the DM asks you for some shit. He's like, oh, well, what's the what's the whatever impact of your of your attack or some shit. And you're like, I don't, it's got these numbers and letters mm. and I can totally understand the assumption that, cause it says, it just says two 
D, D four S. S. Yeah. And with like a little S. And so I could have totally imagined me like two days, four seconds. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But it says it says two yeah. D plus four, right? That's what it says. No, no, it's two D fours. Two D fours. Because you roll a D four twice right. and then add up did, the did result. Did she say minutes? Yeah, she did say no, minutes. She said two days and four seconds. Four seconds. I thought she said minutes, but it doesn't matter. I thought she said minutes. It doesn't matter. Do it's just yeah. funny with the S. Yeah. Yeah. It might also just say two D four. There might not yeah. be an S. Yeah. I think it but was two D four. Either way, it like does make sense that like you would read it that yeah. way. I could see reading it that way. Mm. It was also hilarious. Yeah. Also, when Kiki decided to roll for intimidation against Sasha, Sasha. instead of the goblins, <laughs> it's very good. She's just <laughs> so um, beautiful. Flying by the seat yeah. of her pants, you know, respect. It was respect. an excellent combat overall. Like I thought the party did a wonderful job. Like even with the dust of disappearance, like ha- happening yeah, right cool. away. Like, yeah, that was a great, that solved a lot of the problems that were there. Like the getting I to know, the we're, chest. We're like a little bit rail- railroading Kiki at that point. Um, and she like, she really fought to get that in there. She's like, wait, you guys, I think I, ha- I have a thing. I have a thing. I have a thing. I yeah. think it's going to help. And then eventually we like let her get a word in edgewise and we're like, oh, yes, that absolutely solves so many of our problems in this moment. Fantastic. Yeah, it's funny because her instincts as a character would it would make sense to hone them in as your characters in the earth world. Right. Like you wouldn't be at a winery and have a Kiki acting the way that she does. But in this world, it's like her fighting instincts are right on point. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It's like she's constantly anyway. in fight or flight. And at the winery, you'd be like, girl, we're just chilling. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. in the Forgotten Realms, you're like, yeah, Thank get you. it. Let's Actually, go. Yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's in her element, cool. finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this was definitely a moment where I realized that I have no, I had nothing to offer in battle. Mm. I had no weapons and no attack spells. So I was just dancing around doing weird mystical shit. And um, I guess I later get all all those weapons. But sorry. you do. <laughs> yeah. So you many weapons. Collecting an arsenal of weapons and Truly. then you don't use them. Because of this no fight. Way. Because I was I was like, oh, great. I, I'm just I guess I'm just going to do some other stupid shit because I've got nothing else <laughs> going on. <laughs> you sent the big boob goblin. Yeah, you did. Didn't work. Yeah. Well, because I mean, it was it confused him for yeah, a second. Yeah, but there was like that's, things happening. That's not the best to be like. You can contribute to battle. You've confused somebody for a second. <laughs> Good work. Hey, you know, every second he was counts. asking for them to help. He was like, "Hey, we need some help." You yeah. know, like there was something there. Like somebody just who had swung at them. I swung at them. Swung at them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. Yeah, there's a lot of like short bow and axe swinging in this that's i only remember stuff that has sound associated with it that's <laughs> the only moment that ever stick in my head Fair. um i love the goblin wearing the louboutins by the way did you have a whole mm. backstory for the goblin wearing the louboutins what like tell me about that well they were sasha's louboutins yeah. um and it just felt as though you know that goblin he felt like he wanted to wear them so we decided to let him wear them you know I love and then that. you murdered him yeah so <laughs> yeah Cass, yeah. did you did you murder him I tried to blunt end of the end. No, oh, I murdered Ka- them. Cass, K- Kiki and Anya killed the goblins, Yeah, I didn't I do believe. jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're I a bard. Nothing. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. It's hard being a bard, you guys. It's hard. <laughs> so hard being a bard. 
I also so I want I want to know about Sasha having a fucking crossbow the whole time in yeah, the cage what the fuck? situation. Yeah. Well, that was actually I think also kind of a surprise to us. Oh, oh. <laughs> but well, not, did she have a character sheet or she just improvised that? And you, she were does like, have a it. character sheet, but I, at that time, I'm not sure we were taking stuff out as diligently as we mm. were. Like, you are a you're a prisoner right now. They have your things, yeah. but like her character sheet probably still had the things in it at that Got time. It. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I mean, it, it's kind of nice because it yeah. really does paint Sasha very quickly oh, yeah. as like, do we trust her or not? She had a crossbow yes. the whole time in this cage. Like, it really puts it on edge. And she has the yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was a wonderful choice that, yeah, that Misha made and it was the right one. And when we heard her do that and hear it work as well as it did, we, I think we took it and ran with it at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, Yeah, it solidified everything so well. What did we miss at the goblin camp? Because there has to be something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Truly. You looked in the chest. You found the diamonds, the key. You may have actually found everything at the Goblin Whoa, Is that a we first? Did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there wasn't. You did really well, actually. Like, yeah. so the dust of disappearance was such a big deal. Like, you got through the chest. You found the key. You got her diamonds back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then keeping her in the cage was... Did you expect that? <laughs> Delightful. No, we don't. Really? We don't expect. No, we don't expect like 70 percent of what you do. <laughs> <laughs> how did We're you, just re- you react to this? That. But like, how did you imagine this episode going before we ever started oh, embarking God. on it? God, it's like a year and a half ago. I know. So long ago. I, I, I mean, I remember like during that time, because we were so new at DMing and particularly combat was very intimidating for us to pull off mm-hmm. because there's so many rules and orders of operations and like understanding actions and bonus actions and opportunity attacks and reactions and like it, our heads were still spinning from all the information we were trying to cram in. And I, I don't think I was thinking beyond much more than just trying to pull that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we knew we had, you know, a camping scene. We had Christian and we had a, a, a battle, an encounter. Um, but how, how those things played out, we had no idea how they would go. Yeah. And we, yeah, I, I think I assumed you'd let Sasha out of the cage. Like it didn't occur to me that you might not. So, <laughs> Riley, when did it, that was when fun. you first, uh, as a player, saw, saw that Sasha was in a cage, were you like, I'm never letting her out? Was that like your first thought? Like once you realized she was like locked in a cage? I mean, I don't know if it was my first thought, but I don't think a thought crossed my mind that was like, ooh, we got to get her out. She's like my yeah. enemy. She's my rival. I love so like that. my first instinct yeah. certainly wasn't, oh God, we've got to get Sasha out of the cage. It was like, oh my God, Sasha's yeah. here. Well, only she's in a fucking cage. So, <laughs> But it's also like, to be fair, my first thought as Riley was like, fuck yeah, Misha's here. I'm so excited. Yeah, so, yeah. That was mostly yeah. what I was thinking about. We were so excited to finally have Misha because she'd been part, she'd been Sasha for yes. so long. We just hadn't had Sasha on the show. And this was another yeah. surprise, right? Um, I mean, I know you knew that Misha would be coming on the show at some point as Sasha, mm-hmm. but not that day. Yes, I, exactly. We didn't yeah. know. It. And and I mean, I know Misha well enough that as soon as we heard her scream in the distance, I was like, that's fucking Misha. I know. I know exactly what we're about to come upon. But up until then, I didn't know, like, today Misha is going to be here. So that was fun. Yeah, that we can actually talk about the past now with yeah. this in mind. It's because Liz Jenkins had to drop out um earlier than expected that we triggered Sasha when we did. That was actually yeah. not part of the plan whatsoever. What, so what what was the plan for Sasha? Do you remember? I don't. 
Just that, like, at some point you might decide to drop her in, but there wasn't necessarily like a solidified thing yet. Yeah, we knew we knew at some point we'd bring her in, but we didn't know when. Um, And it was so early that that Liz had to, you know, take some time off that we hadn't even really started to have to think about it. But then it quickly became clear as of episode four that we had, you know, we were down one player so we could bring in. We could bring in someone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, you both, Allison and Valen, had me have like a hour and a half long meeting with Misha to establish our relationship, <laughs> relationship as Anya yeah. and Sasha. And I'll I came into this meeting yeah. um, truly like, I know Misha. We've met a couple of times. She's super <laughs> cool. I'm going to chat with her like player to player. And let me tell you that she was in full costume. Full character. Yeah. That full character. <laughs> with yeah, the glasses. And guys, I, at one point I was like, yeah, well, we can just talk like Nicole to Misha. And she was like, I don't know who Misha is. And I was like, oh, I my love her. God. He's an immersive theater actor. She, First of all, she's an incredible yeah. actor. Second of all, she Absolutely. does a lot of immersive theater. So like, Absolutely. if you're trying to get she's her to so break good. character, never going to happen. She is a professional. So wonderful. And I was just like, Nicole had a meeting. With Sasha, because I was like, I don't, I don't have the energy. I don't have the bandwidth. And like, I would talk about me. She was like, Misha was like, you're a, you're a, you're a cat in a room full of dogs. And I went, like, and I went yeah. And yeah, got down on the floor and said, I'm a cat in a room full, of, a room dogs. full of dogs. And like, left that meeting. Like, so when I heard her scream, I thought, oh, fuck, she's never going to stop. Like the panic arose in my body again. And she never stopped. She never stopped. No, she never stopped. She inspired me to, in season two, start just wearing my cast wig, regardless of this being a podcast that nobody can see me on or not. It it like, cause she, yeah. I mean, when, when she first came in, she's in a wig and like a purple Mm -hmm. dress and we're like, great. And then every other time she comes in, which is a few spoiler, um, (laughs) she is, yeah, she's just like full costume, full character. Like, let's do it. Yeah. Even though we told her she definitely doesn't have to do that. Um, but like way to commit. Yeah. What, yeah. What a, what truly. Truly. When I first met her in real life, I was like, oh, wow, you're not Sasha. All the time. <laughs> it's crazy. You don't have a British accent or white hair. No. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. There's like one moment, I think, in the actual episode or maybe it's maybe it's the next episode where you hear just her normal voice. And it's the first time <laughs> I had heard her normal voice. And I was like, oh, you don't you just sound like a normal like you sound like a normal one of us. It's just very British people are normal too. <laughs> not, to not, not one of us. <laughs> no. Thanks, thanks yes. Alex. <laughs> Represent. We're gonna get a bunch of angry emails from the Brits. Alex was just no, like, oh, I love the Brits and I love your twinings. I I now I will I will never mispronounce it. I respect you too much. I'm sorry. No, there is there was a moment that I think we end up cutting. Uh, where I, and it might be in, it might be in the first episode with Sasha or it might be the second episode with Sasha, um, where Misha drops into her real voice to talk about like get in-game stuff or like in-game yeah. question. And Kosha is like, why, she ring rings somebody and it's like, isn't, isn't Sasha British? <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, she is. And she's like, why does she sound Southern? And we're like, that's <laughs> just Misha's voice. Misha's from Georgia. She doesn't sound super Southern, but like, I think that's that's why. The coach was literally just reacting to like hearing the very, I mean, she's incredible at the British accent, so you'd never necessarily Misha was a very pleasing voice. Chase actually, who's one of our, Chase is one of our episode editors, and I was texting with him and he was just like complimenting us on the show. And he's like, it's great. It's so funny. And at one point he was like, I love the British one. And I was like, that's Misha. You know her. You've been to a bunch of her shows. And he was like, what? He had no idea. (laughs) 
even though like he knows Misha in real life. Yeah. So that's how good she is. Amazing. <laughs> She's incredible. One of the fun things we did um, with her character when we were collaborating on her character sheet was making her character a couple levels higher than the rest of you. Rude. Because <laughs> she's our, you know, she's our Lisa Vanderpump inspired. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's our LVP for sure. Yes. And it felt like she needed or no, she like deserved the respect that, I don't know. Yeah. It mm. also makes sense because she's just a better player than us and yes. uh, and a more yeah. experienced player and like a smarter player in terms of D&D stuff. Um, honestly, probably in terms of life stuff, I think Misha is probably one of the smartest people I know. Uh, so that makes perfect sense that she would she would have achieved a higher level just in general, regardless yeah. of her Saxbury experience. Saxperience? Just coined that. Saxperience. Yeah, we, go, we imagine that as soon as she dropped into this world, she was like really hit the ground running. Yeah. On it. Yeah. 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 Able as to, opposed to the rest of us who are just deal. dipping around. What works so well about the show, like the combination of the Real Housewives in the Forgotten Realms, it's just like such a good combination. Like watching the real housewives the show like there's still some restraint as ridiculous and terrible and petty as they all are they're still <laughs> operating in the real world with social norms and laws and whatever you drop them into this this world where it's just like anything goes you just see them like all that fully <laughs> running wild being their true selves their yeah. true horrifying it's very self. fun truly um <laughs> well we can talk about sasha's kidnapping at uncle's tavern now Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah. The, a lot of this stuff had been set up with mm -hmm. there being like another guest that was taken. This is stuff that we now know, Riley, Nicole, as players, but in the moment completely went over our head. We were like, sure, someone else was, whatever. There was a break in earlier. <laughs> who cares? Uh, but you guys did a mm -hmm. lovely job of planting these seeds leading up Thank to you. our Sasha discovery. So, yeah, tell us about that. Oh, no. I mean, it, it was Sasha. That's who got kidnapped. Yeah. The other one. They look like the other yeah. one. Sasha was the other mm -hmm. one. She looks like know, them, but that. louder. Yeah. Well, yes. that's why I I yeah. knew because I had already had the hour long, honestly, right. like horrifying session with <laughs> Misha. I just I wish that there was a recording. I, just, I, know oh I, recording. I have never been more of a stress response ever in my life. I was just like, I hate this. I hate because I am not. An immersive theater person and she's so much is so we like could not be on more opposite sides of the spectrum on that i love her obviously but i it's not something i can abide long term an hour was too much for me so that's why that's I, a lot that is a lot. so much just the two of us just right to the face you got a little one-on-one -on -one. that's exciting but um <laughs> we weren't there for that oh it was that's, just yeah, that's why i don't ever not that was, that's yeah, why i have no memories of, of this no we weren't there that is a whole different situation so you guys were just like you guys should get yeah, together no. and put, like establish some backstory and misha came in full character and make you improv with her i wow. love that that's incredible because well, yeah, sasha and anya are besties yeah. right yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so we mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that you guys had some shared experience you could call back on. In yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Once you saw each exactly. other again. But that's why I was like, hmm, loud. Because I knew immediately. <laughs> I was like, I know. I've already met Sasha. I've already met that person. Um, and yeah. not just like Misha, but like Sasha. Sasha. Well, so. I guess to be fair, we all had met Sasha at this point. Yes. There was yeah, a yeah. part that didn't end up making it into the final cut of the pilot, but we shot we shot the pilot twice. In the first version of the pilot, we had a video message 
from <laughs> Sasha that the producers <laughs> dropped in, which literally was a video from Misha. She wasn't there live. It was just like a recorded video of Misha as Sasha. Yes. So there was at least like some foundational collective understanding of who this person is. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously ended up reshooting the pilot and had to p- only pick and choose our favorite moments. So there's some stuff that didn't make it in. But um, but I feel like that was enough to at least when we came upon Sasha in the woods, I don't think anybody was like confused as to who we had just mm-hmm. found. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think I think you all did a really good job and I was noticing it through cast especially of of continuing to mention Sasha in the mm-hmm. episodes leading up to this. So it really did feel as though she was present mm-hmm. in everyone's minds and like we were hearing about her all throughout. So when she finally it didn't feel sudden because like it felt like she'd kind of already been around. Yeah. I mean and that, this was like we did uh, aside from Nicole's horrifying one-on-one session with Misha. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry at all. We all did some backstory building stuff Mm -hmm. together of like what had happened last season on the Mm -hmm. show so that we have this like collective understanding. And Sasha was a big part of that, which you this, you know, you do hear that in the pilot episode about her Denny's meltdown. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, burning all the bridges on the show and Cass Mm -hmm. and her having huge falling out at Women Pow and all that. So that all was very fresh having just like fallen through the portal from the reunion mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah i feel like it makes it makes sense and I, I don't know it just feels like such an excellent time to have have dropped her in because it's like yeah enough time has gone by that you're not necessarily you're not necessarily expecting it but once the i think the payoff is satisfying hopefully you can tell us if you're listening to this if you're like i hated that yeah. bullshit or i love <laughs> that bullshit <laughs> <laughs> Does Sasha have her own spin-off reality show? Oh, like, oh there's one actual real thought for that. Okay. Yes. Oh. I mean, it's not a huge I mean, it's like I th- it's Lisa Vanderpump has a spin-off herself and it's right. in the She's same got a couple, exact style. Isn't she? Yes, but we're talking about the of Vanderpump's course Vanderpump rules. Rule. Vanderpump yeah. rules, yeah. Right, and I right. just started watching it because the Sandoval thing, I need to know Sandoval every drama. detail. Scandoval. So but I went all the way back to season one and I've just started oh. season two. And it's been Oh, that, wow. that is a show. I got to say, I, if I had to draw the line, I would I would draw it there. I, I don't think I can stomach <laughs> that. Season one. ten is great. They, they dropped some episodes into Beverly Hills when that first yeah. premiered. Mm-hmm. They like just Sheena. dropped it in, and I was like, "What the fuck is <laughs> this? Get this out! I want it gone." I was so mad at it that like I don't know if it I is, can. I don't know. It if is. I, can I mean, it insufferable. It's very hard to watch. I'm it's, gonna watch all of it. Obviously, Nicole, if you are gonna watch all of it. Um, look, watch out for a scene between Stassi and Lisa Vanderpump at some point, maybe around season five to eight. And I have a song on there. What? Oh. Yeah, yes. there's like a like a tense scene between Lisa Vanderpump and Stassi. Oh, oh my God. Shit. What song is it? Uh, this is not the end. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. I love okay. that. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I hope to get back together. But yes, Scandaval is something I think about a lot right now. Yeah, I'm just trying to catch up because I need to know, you know, you can really start at season 10, like after once you get like kind of a foundation, because I haven't watched most of the seasons in the middle. Mm. Well, so if it ever gets like tedious, I think you can just jump to 10. But that's just my we're already there, honey. And mm -hmm. we're already there. It's funny putting like, you know, perspective reality TV shows like it's just for anyone who doesn't like watch reality TV shows, specifically like in the Real Housewives world, it sounds like they're, they've they got to be all the same. How, guys, how can you guys like pick and choose? But man, no. I'm telling you right now, it is <laughs> it is not the same. It's not. Like Vanderpump Rules for, is... Yeah, no, they're... 
Trash. Garbage. Tr- actual trash, yes. There is just like no <laughs> purpose for it. And it sounds funny saying there's no purpose for it, like as if the Real Housewives, there's a purpose for it. But <laughs> like there kind of is. Like people want, like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, <come on>. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vanderpump Rules started because Lisa Vanderpump had her real restaurants in Beverly Hills and was nagging Bravo. I Maybe not nagging, but she was... No, nagging seems correct yeah. from what I've seen of Lisa Vanderpump. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, she was saying, like, you have to do a show about the people who work at my restaurant. They all sleep with each other. It's super incestuous, and they have all these fights. Like, you have no idea what you're missing out on. And it took her years, apparently, well, it took her leaving the other show, right? No, no. She was still no, on that took a while. Oh, she had both on at the same time. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And there are rumors from Teddy Mellencamp, John uh, Mellencamp's daughter, uh, that she, she thinks that Lisa Vanderpump may have bribed Raquel to have an affair with one of the Toms or something just to get like the ratings back up because they were supposed to be canceled after season 10. That was the end. What? And now they're getting renewed. I think what that's what Teddy okay, this said. Is a different podcast, but like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really okay. hope that that people who just only listen to our show because they love Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> now listen to the behind the scenes and now go back and watch all of Vanderpump Rules and Real Housewives. We're just a gateway drug yeah. into, well, or they can yeah. join us on our watch parties and catch up with me because I don't Perfect know what transition. you guys are talking about. Yeah, May twentieth at seven p.m. We're going to be uh, <laughs> watching that episode one of Orange County. I cannot wait. Yeah, I think that's it for episode six. And hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Here's What Happened. If you did, there are five (laughs) more ready Mm -hmm. to go on our Patreon. You can listen to all of them. Plus a little video episode of I think we're starting with uh, our early episodes, releasing them in video form. Mm -hmm. And we will eventually catch up to where we're at with our audio episodes. And our Discord, all of that is up and running at patreon.com slash housewives of D&D. D-N-D. Nice. Thank you so much to all of our patrons who have already joined. And uh, we do have an exciting stretch goal, which is that (gasps) once we hit 500 patrons, we are going to embark on our very first mini campaign called Tiny Creatures, which... I could not be more excited about. So if you want to hear us play more in the world of Saxbira, but in like completely different parts of it mm-hmm. as tiny mm-hmm. creatures, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> join the Patreon, tell your friends. It'll be great. Oh, yes. Nicole's <laughs> showing us the picture of her tiny creature. It's, very, it's a it's really a good tiny frog. creature. You'll, you'll just have to very wait and see it. Very tiny. You can follow us across social media at Housewives of D&D. Send us your thoughts at housewivesofdnd at gmail.com. I'm Riley Rose Critchlow. I'm Nicole Wyland. I'm Alex Reeves. I'm Valen Shore. And I'm Allison Zada. Thanks for listening. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com